Welcome to the 5-1 Volleyball Podcast, the best way to follow the crazy, ever-evolving, exciting world of professional volleyball. Today, we have a packed episode. We're going to do a quick pro recap, a couple news items and transfers to get to, a couple exciting playoff matches that happen, and a bit of a preview of the playoff matches that will be played this weekend. One thing I want to mention before we start, though... To follow up on the podcast I did earlier this week, I did talk to Louis Lett of the Freeball Podcast on Wednesday. We had a great discussion just going over all like the big transfers, all the big news that's happening in volleyball, made my dream teams. We talked a bit of Nations League, did a quick preview of that, talked some international volleyball. So hopefully he'll be releasing that soon. He's a busy guy doing, I believe, beach commentary in China right now for their beach event. So it might take him some time to do some editing and such, but hopefully that will be released soon. I think the discussion was really great. Hopefully we both agree that we can do it in the future as well. Looking forward to that. So we have some transfers that went down this week. One happened just after I finished recording the podcast earlier this week, and that is a one that's close to my heart. Gord Perrin, Captain Canada, is moving from Belgorod in Russia to Sada Cruzeiro in Brazil, one of the best clubs in the world. Earlier this decade had that run of Club World Championships victories, traditionally been very dominant in Brazil. Last year, they had, or I guess this season, technically, they had Taylor Sander and Kevin LaRue as their foreigners. So Gord Perrin will have some big shoes to fill, filling in for Taylor Sander on the outside. Maybe not quite, quite as dynamic as Taylor Sander, but pretty much as close as you can get. I mean, these guys are in such an elite tier of outsides. Like, who else could they have gotten that's better than Gord Perrin? The list is really small. I mean, Sam Derue, Uroš Kovacevic, that's pretty much it. There's not really any, a ton of guys that were looking for new clubs that they could have gotten. So I think great move for Sada Cruzeiro, great move for Gord Perrin to move to a club that will give him a lot of exposure, allow him to be the focal point probably of a good offense. He had a good year in Belgorod, winning the CEV Challenge Cup against Monza of the Italian League. Just a good move for both sides, really. Makes me interested, though, who Sada Cruzero will pick as their other foreign slot player. Only two of them allowed on the court at the same time in Brazil. They had a bit of a disappointing year in this year's Brazilian League playoffs, going out in the semifinals, where usually they're almost always at least in the finals, if not the champions of the entire league. So... They have some tough decisions to make, see who they can attract to their team, to Brazil. But I'm sure, knowing Sada Cruzeiro, they will find another elite player to pair with Gord. And of course, the rest of Andro, Cachopa, Otavio, Isaac Santos. They'll, they'll find a good player to play with those guys and Gord Parent, of course. A smaller piece of news is that Jean Patry and Arthur Schwark, both playing in the French League this season, have both signed with Latina for the next season. Latina, kind of a middle of the pack, maybe towards the lower end, Italian Super League team. Jean Patry will be an upgrade on Tonchek Stern. Patry played back up to Stefan Boyer on the French national team for the last couple seasons. Still a really young guy, only 22 years old, played with Montpellier in the French League for the last five seasons. I think he'll give Latina a big boost on offense. Quite a strong server too. I really like the move for them. Arthur Schwark. Canadian guy has played on the national team actually has definitely has some national team experience played on Arago Desset the last couple seasons in the French league did an all right job Latina had actually a pretty decent 
trio of middles for the season, including Rocco Barone, Carmelo Guito, and Andrea Rossi. I'm not sure how big of an upgrade Schwark is on these guys. It'll be interesting to see if he's going to be a full-time starter, if those guys got poached off by higher-tier Italian league teams, what the deal is. Or maybe I'm just underrating Schwark and they plan to bring him in as the full-time starter, and he's improved a lot. We'll see when the Canadian national team plays their stuff this summer because I'm sure Schwark will get an opportunity to play with them. So that's really all the big news we have this week. I mean, the Gord Perrin transfers is another huge one. We had Sokolov to Kazan. We had Matt Anderson to Modena. Gord Perrin might not be as big as a name as those guys, but he's very close to just as impactful. Definitely among the best outside hitters in the world. So don't sleep on the signing for Sadiq Zero. Lots of exciting playoff matches went down this week, even since our last podcast. Lube Civitanova seals the deal against Trentino in fairly anticlimactic manner. Managed to close things out at home without too many issues. Juan Torreira had an insane game, hitting 15 for 20. So high efficiency and high volume from Juan Torreira. He'd been on a bit of a cold streak recently. Not, not, not too bad, but this definitely uh, is comforting for him, especially heading into the finals and the Champions League finals happening fairly soon. We'll see if Lube can shrug off that Lube curse. I believe the last eight finals they have been in, they have lost, come in second place. So if they come in second place in the Scudetto finals and the Champions League finals, they are officially, officially cursed. Because that's just crazy if they went 10 in a row of coming in second place. But good job making the finals. Guaranteed a spot in the Champions League next year yet again. As for Trentino, Kovacevic decided to have his worst game of the entire season in this one only hitting three for 16 with four blocked hits and an air no aces no blocks he had such a good season of being consistent that's been the main criticism of Uriosh Kovacevic is that he would have two incredible games in a row and then throw up an absolute stinker in the third one well this year he was consistent the entire season a lot of people thought he was the second best player of the entire Italian Super League the Gazetta of Italy thought that when they gave him the shared MVP award with Wilfredo Leon, which I thought was ridiculous, actually. But still, that shows how appreciated he was during the regular season, how great of a regular season he had. But then he finally decides to let that inconsistency rear its head again in arguably the most important game of the entire season for him. It's a little unfortunate, but, you know, he, he plays like he played 30 good games for Trentino and one bad one, so... Tough to criticize him too much, but didn't come at the best moment for Urosh Kovacevic. Not that the rest of his team played particularly well either. And Russell and Luka Vittori both hitting under 50% on some fairly winnable balls, I'd argue some of those misses. The Lube win at home, not really the most unexpected thing. They've been a very good home team all season. But the other side of the bracket, I think, was a little interesting with Modena sweeping Perugia. I mean, it was at home, but I don't think many people were exactly expecting this result given that Perugia has looked pretty comfortable at for the majority of the series. And especially since I talked about on my last podcast how Modena dropped a nine-point lead in the third set of their game on Tuesday, which is almost unheard of. Nine-point lead in the set just given up. There were a lot of people thinking that that might have broken Modena mentally, but they came into this game and I think played their best volleyball of the entire season. Tina Ernett was actually injured for this game, being replaced full-time by Kevin Tilly. 
which I think was a blessing in disguise for Julio Velasco and Modena because Tilly came in and I thought played an excellent game. He hit an incredibly efficient 7 for 11, got a block, had so many great defensive plays, managed to put a decent amount of serving pressure on with his float serve, and had some really clutch blocks, including one huge one on Antanasevich. Zeit 7 Bednorge were also fantastic on the wings. Bednorge hitting 9 for 15, also adding three really huge blocks to that, whereas Zaitsev hit 10 for 18, was their main out-of-system guy to go to. Was awesome hitting sea balls this match, really was able to find his way down the line on that Perugia block. So just a great game from pretty much everyone on Modena, really deserved this win in front of a sold-out crowd at the Palapanini. Great, entertaining game to watch. Perugia did not have their best game. This may have been Wilfredo Leon's worst game. I think I've almost ever seen him play. Still didn't do that bad. 10 for 22, 45% hitting, a block, and three aces in a row that I think came in the second. Atanasevich also struggled a bit to score, hitting not 7 for 15 with three hitting errors and also got blocked four times by Tilly and also Bednorge. So pretty tough game for Sir Safety Perugia. Looked a little tired out there. I think a lot of people saying between Champions League and all this, they are definitely have played way more games than Modena, who got knocked out in the group stage of the Champions League, have a few less games under their belt than Perugia, who has really been going hard. We'll see, though. Perugia and Modena play on Sunday. I think that will give Perugia enough time to rest a bit to get their legs back under them. I think there's no way that Wilfredo Leon and Alexander Atanasevich play that poorly at the same time. Again, it really rarely happens. Perugia is going to be playing at home. I'd give them a pretty solid chance of winning the fifth game pretty handily and moving on to the finals where we will have a repeat of last year's awesome, awesome finals match, which went to five games between Lubechivtsenova and Perugia. Love to see that matchup again. Of course, if Modena makes it too. Nothing lost there. They are playing fantastic volleyball right now. I just hope they don't make the finals and then play like the Modena that barely beat Siena in five games and lost to Monza at the beginning of March. In Brazil, Cesi Sao Paulo took the first game of the series against Tabate. Very good passing by both teams, or not a lot of service pressure. Both teams passing over 50%. Alan Souza and Lucas Lowe getting it done for Cesi Sao Paulo. Souza hitting 13 for 20, 65%. Great match from him. Lucas Lowe, who generally I thought not the most impressive player ever, seemed a bit limited athletically, had the skill, but again, a little undersized, couldn't really jump that much. But hey, when you're playing with the guys around you in Sesi Sao Paulo, he's doing great. 10 for 15 in this match, three blocks, huge game from him as well. Tabate didn't play terribly. Again, the passing was great for both teams, so... Both teams were able to run their offense for most of the time, but really just couldn't match the offensive output of Cesi Sao Paulo. Conte with 11, Lucarelli with 10. Didn't really see much of Douglas Souza in this match. Maybe that's something that will change for game two, as clearly Conte and Lucarelli struggled a bit. Maybe we'll see Conte at opposite Visoto on the bench and Douglas Souza back in the starting lineup. We'll see. We'll see. Definitely could go a few different ways. 
There was some great volleyball being played in Poland this week as well. First up, we had Zaksek Kajle taking the match 3-1 against Zawierci. I know, not really the result that a lot of you wanted. Zawierci, the huge underdog in this series. I don't think anyone was expecting them to get this far. Actually won the first game in Kajerzyn Kajle against Zaksa. Then was up in the second game, two sets to zero. But Zaksa comes back, wins five of the last six sets in the series, and is advancing to the finals, gets a spot in next year's Champions League, and generally just has a big few moment because Zaksa losing in the semifinals to Zavierci. After they've pretty much re-signed their entire team for next season, that, that would not be a good look at all. Easily the man of the match in this one for Zaxa was Sam Daru, the Belgian outside hitter. Hit an absurd 22 for 34 in this game. There's not a ton of teams where one of the outside hitters is the first option both in the front row and the back row, but that's definitely the case with Zaxa. Sam Daru, incredible player, really consistent, seems to have fully recovered in great fashion from his injury. He was definitely the MVP of this match and was acknowledged so by the Polish media. I mean, he's definitely one of the best outside hitters in volleyball right now. Not a fantastic showing from really anyone else on the team. Interestingly enough, we have Rafael Shijimura playing instead of Alex Schlifka after the second set. We've seen Shijimura in a lot for Zaxa. As someone pointed out on my last podcast, he actually played opposite for them in the last match, this time filled in it outside, so just a really talented player overall. Had four aces in this one, which were pivotal to the victory. Didn't hit great, only four for 19, but those four aces really helped out in those last two sets. Definitely not an unsuccessful season for Ziavirci. I think no one really expected them to go this far, except for probably themselves. They definitely believed in themselves a lot. Matej Malinowski had a great match, hitting 13 for 24. Alex Freira and Marcin Filinski kind of struggled on the outsides, though. Filinski only hitting 13 for 28 with three attacking airs and three blocked hits. And then Freira, four for 14. So a bit tough to play like that in the elimination game. But they will compete for a spot in next year's Champions League, which would still be huge against Jastrzebzi Vagil in the third-place matchup because the Plus Liga likes to do that. They like to have these... Matches for third place, matches for fifth place, matches for seventh place. They like to keep the teams there for another couple weeks, but this is actually really the only one that matters. So, yeah, because the winner of this gets to play in the Champions League, which for Xavierci, that would be the first time they've played in a CEV competition. So that would be a huge, huge deal for them. Just recently, two seasons ago, making their way into the first league in Poland. The other match in Poland was just as exciting, if not more so, between Orniko Versava and Jastrzebzi Vigil. Versava getting the win in 5, 25-20, 25-23. Then JW came back with the 25-22, 25-21 wins in the, sec- er, in the third and fourth sets. Then Versava in an absolutely crazy epic fifth set, winning 15-12. Piotr Lukasic getting the MVP in this match, hitting a crazy... 18 for 26 with not many errors and three blocks to go along with that. He is an awesome player. Huge outside hitter. If you don't know who he is, he's like 
6'10", 6'11", outside hitter. Really bangs the ball. Still, obviously, working on his passing, as are most outside hitters that size. Kind of struggle with passing a bit. Made six reception errors in this one. He was getting target, targeted a hilarious amount, 54 times, compared to like less than 30 for the rest of the passers. So, just Jebshi Vigil definitely going after him as much as they could, even if it meant going for slightly weaker float serves. But he did all right. 19% perfect passing. Not great, but not terrible either. It was definitely enough for Versava to win. Shawan Vernon Evans also had a fantastic game for Versava. You know, at points this season, he was the third opposite with Bartosz Kurek and Rafael Ruggio playing above him. But then Rafael Ruggio, frustrated with a lack of playing time, left in the middle of the season. Bartosz Kurek got injured right before this final series. So Shawan Vernon Evans had to step up. Struggled a bit in the first two matches, especially in the second one, where he only hit 3 for 14. Still provided a decent amount of value in blocking and in serving, but in this one, he played great, hitting 15 for 27, 56%, and two blocks, and some pretty tough service pressure, all things considered. So, great game for him. Versava also signed Machi Muzai partway through the series, and funnily enough, Shawan Vernon Evans is actually playing ahead of him, not sure if that's just Muzai, not familiar with the system, not familiar with Anton Brizard's setting. Kind of struggled in this one, only hitting one for seven. So I think Shawan will be the starter in the finals. We'll see though, because if you start Muzai, you also get to start Graham Vigras, who was super clutch in the fifth set with a momentum shifting block and kill right after he came in in the fifth set. So we'll see with him. But Jan Novikoski didn't really get a ton of playing time during the season with Verona and Vigras taking the lion's share of the playing time at middle. But the young guy has done really well, played awesome in this game, great service pressure, serving 21 times, second most to Nikolai Penchev, also hitting 6 for 10, great for middle, and also getting a block in this match. Julian Liniel, you know, in some ways he had a really good game. He was asked to do a lot for Shostrebshi Vigil. Any other options they had on the outside, Christian Fromm, who got replaced by Vojek Ferenz the last four sets, really struggled. Ferenz was better than Fromm for sure, but still, 13 for 30, got blocked four times. Did decently from reception and got three blocks in the match, but still, Julian Liniel did not have a lot of help. Didn't really get much from David Kornarski, who hit four for 13, replaced by Jacob Buki. Probably the best replacement he had. Hit 15 for 29, but still, again, got blocked six times, two attacking errors. Yeah, Liniel, he really put the team on the back this season. He tried to do everything he could. Didn't have the prettiest stat line. Only hit 13 for 41, which is a huge set load for someone like Liniel. Did get five blocks on the match, which is awesome, but you can't really rely on one player to carry your entire offense, especially Liniel. Fantastic player, but I always view him as more of a all around passing, serving, blocking, attacking guy rather than just a huge hitting, very powerful offensive player. Not the guy you want to run your entire offense through, but hey, he, he had a good season. Shostrebshi Vigil would not be in the same place they were if it wasn't for him. Just want to say Jacob Popishak, great game from him. Love the libero. I hope he gets some time on the Polish national team this summer. I think he did all he could to keep 
Jastrzebski, Vigil in this game. Tough for Libero, though, to carry the team by himself, obviously. So Zaxa versus Vorsava in the Plus Liga Finals should be a really exciting match to watch. I think Zaxa definitely should be the favorite coming into this match. The more talented team on paper, especially with two of Vorsava's best players being injured in Bartosz Fulek and Bartosz Kurek. The two Bartoszes both getting out. Unlucky name to have if you're a player on Vorsava. So Zaxa, I think, pretty heavy favorites to win, in my opinion. But we've seen Shawanford and Evans absolutely step up to the plate and play fantastically. We've seen Antoine Brizard have some really good games. Brizard, by the way, super emotional after that win against Distrepti Vigil. Really great to watch players put so much investment into their success, investment into their team. They work really hard all season. All the odds were against Versava in this matchup with those injuries. So great to see so much emotion for Bizarre. Played a really good game. Peter Lukashik has stepped up absolutely as well. And there's definitely a world in which Versava wins this finals matchup. I think some people are actually pretty optimistic about it. If they play like they are right now, Zaxa, even though they ended up winning against Zavierci, their backs were against the wall, against the team. I, like Even though Zavierci plays above their talent level, they play really well together. They have a lot of really good players. Zach's obviously a way, way more talented team. And on paper, even with the injuries, I think Versava is on paper a better team than Zavierci as well. So we'll see. I'm really excited to watch the matches. They start on April 27th. Really looking forward to it. Smart money's on Zaxa, but could definitely go either way. We'll see what lineups Stefan Antigua decides to go with if he decides to start Muzai or keep going with Shawan Vernon Evans if he wants Vigras in for Jan Novikoski or he decides that Novikoski is enough with Verona in the middle. We also have Game 5 between Modena and Perugia on April 28th on the Sunday. It'll be broadcast on Sport, which you guys can all watch on Sport.it if you can find an Italian VPN that works for you. That game will be taking place 6 p.m. Italian time, noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Again, I think Perugia, as I mentioned earlier, definitely the heavy favorites in this matchup, especially playing at home, especially with a few days rest, which they don't usually get. But Modena, if they play like they did again, really could take it, especially if Zaitsev gets that serving going again. We know he's the type of player that can change entire games with his serve, but at the same time, so are Leon. Sora Antonasevich, almost everyone on Perugia really can do that. So I'm sure they'll play a lot better than they did in their last one. I'm not expecting a sweep from either side. Be an exciting one to watch. All right, so I was going to do the mailbag this episode. Was going to answer all your questions. Unfortunately, A, I'm running a bit long on time on the podcast. That pro recap took a little bit longer than I thought it would. Also, there's some pretty intricate questions this week that I want to spend a lot of time on. So I don't want to rush through them and answer them poorly. Want to spend as much time on it as I can. So I'm going to save the mailbag episode for tomorrow. Don't worry, it won't be long before you guys get to listen to your questions being answered. Hope you understand. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Mailbag episode coming soon. But in the meantime, enjoy the pro recap. Enjoy all the volleyball going on tomorrow with the Plus Liga. Enjoy all the volleyball going on on Sunday in Italy. It's going to be a good one.